Hello, and welcome to this episode of On Air with Air Cargo World. I'm your host, Yvonne Deleuze, Senior Associate Editor of Air Cargo World. And in this episode, I spoke with John Cheatham, Chief Commercial Officer at IAG Cargo. We spoke about IAG adding digital booking capacity to CargoWise, recent route expansion, and IAG's predictions on the future of the air freight industry in 2023. I guess first wondering, you know, why did you choose CargoWise over um, other platforms? Uh, we're embarking upon what we're calling our destination digital uh, journey, um, and CargoWise is part of that. But we also integrate um, with other third-party distribution platforms. We work with um, Web Cargo by Freightos, Cargo One, Cargo AI, and of course we're doing a lot of investment into IGCargo.com so that our customers can get the richest experience dealing with us directly um, online as well. Uh, CargoWise is the latest announcement. We're we're trying to make it easier for our customers to work with us. And many of the, our customers, particularly our large customers, have um, have integrated with uh, CargoWise themselves, and this just provides a more seamless solution for them to be working with us. Um, but it's uh, it's not about favouring one or another. Um, we uh, we we we're, we're trying to enable as much uh, online activity as possible um, through this program. Do you happen to know how much capacity will be available on CargoWise? Is, is it going to be kind of like a uh, a little bit now and then and then more later as as it gets rolled out to different markets? Ultimately, we want to put all our capacity on there. And uh, and again, as part of our destination digital program, we're looking to expand our shop front. Um, we want to make it as easy for all our customers wherever they are. Um, given that we have truly global reach at IAG Cargo, we want them to be able to deal with us wherever they are, whatever time of day, whatever day of the year. And so it's not so much um, if if we if we roll out by specific regions, it's really to ensure that our customers are, are receiving the best possible experience before we roll out everywhere. It's it's more of a safety net than than a uh, a specific commercial strategy to only uh, serve certain customers in one way or another. What are the other benefits of e-booking in general? And, and you know, where do you see that that trend uh, going forward into 2023? Well, it's, it's interesting. We talk about 2023. It's still quite remarkable to me and I think other people in the industry how far behind the air cargo industry is on e-booking. Um, I certainly never book a a theatre ticket or hotel or 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 flight ticket unless I'm doing it online. I, don't, I can't remember the last time I picked up a phone to anybody to do any of those activities. And yet, um, air cargo seems to be a little bit behind the curve on that. So we've got to do some catching up on this. And that means that our, our product, our systems need to be um, absolutely geared up for the requirements of our customers. That's what we're investing a huge amount of time and effort and money in. We're working with our customers to ensure that the experience that they get is as rich as possible on iagcargo.com. Um, and, and ultimately, we want them to be able to interact with us whenever. We see an advantage of them getting um, much, much quicker information back from us. They will be able to access um, more information about their bookings during throughout the duration of the booking. They'll be able to access 
more information about their account with us, um, previous bookings that they've had. Um, and, we, and we want them to be able to self-serve to do that because it saves them time, allows them to focus on the important things that they need to do. Um, and it means that the uh, we, we want the information to be as accurate and as, as, as quickly distributed to them as possible. So we think there's a, a win-win here. Uh, we think it's the easiest way of doing business. We think that they can give us the most information about their shipments as possible as well. Um, we avoid some interaction where where bad information can get passed. Um, and I think ultimately it results in everyone having a better service as well. And it goes beyond just the booking, um, uh, beyond the booking part. It's important that our customers are engaging with us with e-airway bills. Um, it's pointless. I say pointless. It's um, unnecessary in 2022 to be shipping so much paper around the world at great expense to uh, customers and uh, and and um, at great cost to everyone. When we could be doing all that electronically, um, having the most up-to-date information, making sure that we don't end up having uh, difficulties, operational difficulties with with um, paperwork going missing when it could all just as easily be online. Um, so we're really focused in this whole destination digital initiative, uh, which covers, yeah, as I say, beyond just the um, the booking front part of it. It's it's about providing the information. It's about the servicing of of customer queries and also um, you know, the the actual movement of, of things like airway bills around. And you know, it just seems like uh, you know almost every day or certainly every week, um, there's another carrier on another digital booking platform. You know, either maybe for the first time offering capacity, you know, uh, uh, for the first time digitally or, you know, rounding out their their collection of platforms they want to be on, which it, it just seems like, uh, you know, like like a bit of a domino effect going on. I, I, I certainly agree. I think the um, it's an area that the industry has moved very rapidly in the last couple of years. Um, it, it, the I think the industry has been talking about it for the last 15, 20 years, um, and it's taken a long time to start to get to the momentum. But we are seeing the momentum now, um, and uh, and I think that's good for everybody. It's certainly good for the customers. It's good for us. Um, and once it becomes an ingrained, repeated, learned behaviour, um, I think I think that will that will really justify the investments that we're putting. Um, you know, so a customer can visit iagcargo.com and get all that richness of information um, of their account and their bookings. Um, and I think that's that's certainly a positive for the industry. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, having data visibility and, and making sure that, that everyone's kind of in the loop and data is all accurate there, paperwork is accurate. And, you know, a lot of this was obviously influenced by the pandemic and that digitalization acceleration. Kind of speaking of the pandemic, you know, obviously a lot of uh, routes were closed as well for all sorts of carriers, including IAG. And now I'm, I'm seeing you guys reopen quite a few. And there have been, you know, we've covered kind of multiple ones that you've reopened. Um, what factors led to that? And, and, and how, generally, how do you determine whether, you know, it's time to, to reopen a route, you know, since, since closing it for the pandemic? Well, so IG Cargo, we we uh, we are a, a combination carrier. We we're a belly hold carrier. Um, we work with um, with our passenger airlines, British Airways, Air, Iberia, Aer Lingus, Level, um, Welling, and 
And so we work very, very closely with the network planning teams within those organizations. So I have a network planning team that works with me um, and we work with the passenger businesses. And what we'll do is we'll assess what the passenger and cargo demand is on a route um, and we will and we will seek to uh, you know, optimize our, uh, our fleet and our schedules where possible. And so the, the growth that you're seeing um, at the moment and the, the rapid expansion that we've seen of IG cargo capacity has certainly been driven by the relaxation of, of, of COVID restrictions and increased uh, un- pent up passenger demand. Um, but also the cargo um, demand on those routes and on new routes as well has facilitated a, a, a faster return of that capacity. Again, moving into 2023, I think a lot of our readers are are curious to know what what stakeholders think about you know what's going to happen next. And so far, expectations um, haven't seemed terribly high. It's interesting. I think. Um, being a forecaster for the uh, for the cargo business has been a fool's errand for the last few years. Um, I'm not sure many forecasters have had it accurate. Um, and so so in that context, I can tell you what I think. Um, I think you know, certainly certainly uh, as, as we've come to the end of this year, there are some macroeconomic factors that are impacting global demand. Um, Global supply chains are certainly getting themselves back in order, um, and and um, one of the one of the big beneficiaries of the global supply chain disruption previously was air freight, and certainly um, we we saw a lot of um, traditional commodities that would normally go by sea freight moved over to IAG cargo air freight and IAG cargo um, charter businesses and 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 the like. Um, we're not expecting to see that sort of conversion from sea freight to air freight as we go forward, because we believe that the uh, the global supply chain has is, is has become more settled. That said, I think the pandemic, if it taught us anything, it showed us the importance of air freight in in some specific commodities, and that demand has continued throughout and will continue as we go forward. Certainly, um, we expect the perishable business to remain strong. Um, there are other macroeconomic factors that can impact that. Um, growers can be impacted by you know, availability of fertilizers and things like that, or by um, the quality of the product. And they're also susceptible to um, exchange rate variances that happen. And we've certainly seen uh, um, some big shifts in exchange rate with the US dollar strengthening. Um, and that 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 makes um, that makes imports more viable into into the US, makes exports out of the US uh, more more challenging. Um, I think um, uh, so. Um, so I think perishables is one thing. I think what we're also seeing is um, a significant um, increase in demand for IG Cargo's constant climate um, product. Um, that's um, it's it's a product that we've invested in heavily over the years, um, and uh, and our facilities are are some of the best uh, in the market. Um, certainly, our facility out of Madrid is by far the best in South Europe. Um, our London hub is is exceptional in terms of quality and holding the quality of our constant climate product. Um, and we see, you know, not only through the pandemic where we had the um, the demand for the COVID vaccines, but now we're seeing strong demand for pharmaceuticals um, uh, across our across our business. Um, as we've expanded our capacity um, out places like India, where we're currently 
operating more services per week than we did pre-pandemic. Um, it also happens to be a very big pharma hub. Um, you know, that's you know, we're seeing uh, we're seeing a lot of demand for our business there. What's also interesting as we go forward is how manufacturing is shifting around the world. And I, I guess I'd use India as another example there. Um, we're seeing um, some some high tech electronics that used to be produced in China now being produced in India. Um, I think India is a very very interesting market for us. It has a has a, a strong growing um, uh, uh, population with more disposable income, so it's a strong import market as well as a strong export market. Um, and we expect we expect those trends to be uh, to be beneficial uh, go, going forward. At the high high level, I think um, we we know that there's the the global markets are, are under pressure. There is um, cost of living crisis that reduces people's disposable income, um, and uh, and 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 that is is likely to have a demand impact on the global air freight um, uh, market. Uh, we see that historically, air freight tends to be quite cyclical, and if anything, it amplifies what's going on in the in in the global economy. Um, so when the global economy is strong, air freight goes very strong, and uh, and likewise the other the other way other way around as well. But these cycles can be quite short. Um, so the the key for any forecaster, I think, going into next year is to understand at what point does air freight start to recover on a VLY basis. Um, and that's going to be uh, that's going to be interesting to uh, to to see who gets that right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, certainly not everyone will. <laughs> um, we, we talked a bit about digitalization and, and um, we're, we're placing a, a, a renewed focus with our coverage in, in that as well as sustainability and often those go hand in hand right so i mean maybe if you could talk about iag cargo sustainability initiatives or you know what predictions you have for the, for the new year in terms of um you know how sustainability will be treated by by the industry yeah okay so um well sustainability is becoming it's becoming more and more of a topic for discussion with our key customers um it's certainly on the agenda every big review meeting that we have um we as an industry are, are understand the importance in in the consumer mindset of uh, of the importance of sustainability and we're embracing it as a, as a group iag iag group was the first um to uh, to um, set targets for um, for uh, carbon neutrality by 2050, um, and as IG Cargo, we are looking at ways to further improve our sustainability. So we've we've been purchasing um, sustainable aviation fuel, and um, some of our largest customers are participating in purchasing that that fuel off us. Which they're offering to uh, to their shippers, and some big shippers are are participating in that. Um, we will continue to do more of that, and what we'll try to do is find a way to offer that to a broader range of customers. Um, at the moment, the processes need a bit more working through, but um, but it's but it, there's 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 certainly demand and keenness for people to participate in that because they can see it's a very tangible way to uh, to uh, improve their sustainability when using air freight. There's also some other activities that we're doing within our own operations and on the ground. So we've introduced using um, a sustainable um, wrap for building pallets. Um, so rather than the old uh, plastic, we're we're using a, a new type of uh, a sustainable wrap. 
Um, we've, we're trialling electric tugs um, here at Heathrow, which I, I believe we were the first, uh, first carrier in the world to trial the uh, electric tugs. We, we're really hopeful that that trial is successful and then we'd like to roll out more electric tugs and, and reduce, our, um, uh, reduce our emissions there. Um, we're also looking at other things around how we can use our campus and 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 you know, put solar panels in place and things like that that can can help um, generate energy uh, sustainably and 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 offset some of our some of our energy utilization. So it really is this is a, a really fascinating topic that has taken off within the last few years. I would say partly because of demand what our customers want there's there's clearly um uh clearly a, a desire globally for for everyone to be tackling this issue um but also we've taken real leadership position as iag uh in this area and and we will continue to do so thank you to our listeners and also to air cargo world's readers you can download and listen to this podcast and other episodes at aircargoworld.com and on itunes and spotify 